is Derek, Derek, Derek. Diamond, Diamond, Diamond. Experience! Welcome to another episode of the Derek Diamond Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Diamond, and I cannot believe that January is wrapping up. It seems like the new year just happened yesterday. And it's interesting because I was having this conversation with my wife the other day. January is the one month out of the year that seems to take forever to end. Part of it has to do with the weather. Here in Northwest Florida, January is normally cold. It's overcast, gray, dreary. And it just seems like, you know, like the holidays have ended you spend the first week or so getting back into a normal routine and it just it takes forever because there's not really a lot that goes on in January. But this was an exception, you know, with helping um, my wife launch her wedding coordinating business. We attended the bridal expo here earlier in the month. We had the, the feature premiere that we had to get ready for. Work's been pretty busy consistently ever since I got back from break. So this month has just kind of flown by, and I, I can't believe that we're already here doing our monthly top five. And this is one that I have been excited to do um, really since... Uh, so I did this top five back when I was doing the Daily Diamond Morning Show. And for those that may not remember, I did a a weekly... Well, not weekly. I did a daily uh, Monday through Friday Facebook Live Morning Show during the peak of COVID when I was working remotely. And every day I would do a different top five list. And they didn't have to be specific to movies or shows. But this is the one that was easily the most popular. Top five childhood cartoons. I watched a lot of cartoons as a kid. Because you know, growing up in the 90s, you had Nickelodeon. You had Fox. You had uh, ABC on Saturday mornings. You had... Cartoon Network came along. So animation was really big in the 90s. And I know it was big in the 80s too. And it's it's interesting comparing these lists because there are those that are older than me that grew up on more of like the 70s and 80s cartoons as opposed to me that grew up in the 90s. So this was a tough list to do just because of the sheer amount of shows that I liked. It was tough narrowing it down to five. Like with these top five lists... One and two are normally pretty easy, but it's when you get to the three to five range when you have to make cuts that make it really difficult because then you're like, well, yeah, I really like this cartoon, but I really like that one too, so I don't know which one it should be five. It's it, it was tough. It was really tough to even... I'm sure there's going to be some that I've forgotten, and as I read through these lists, I'll be like, oh, yeah, that should have been at least an honorable mention, but that's normally how it goes. So for those of you who are new to the top five list on this show, I read my list uh, five through one, go through my honorable mentions, and then I read the list of you, the listeners. Uh, every month, I'll when I decide on the top five topic, I'll make a post on all my social media channels at D Diamond Podcast. You submit your list, and then I read them on the show. Pretty simple stuff. I, I love the top five list just because it creates so much interaction and conversation with people because some lists will be completely different. Some are very similar. That's what's great about it. you know. And I think a lot of us 
have such nostalgia for shows and movies that we watched as a kid that we love talking about it. And, and as I said, I like talking with those that are a little bit older than me that grew up with different cartoons or different shows, different movies than I did. But before we dive in, I did want to, I've had a few people ask me this, when are you going to be doing another showing of the feature? We'll be looking to do a different showing maybe in late March, early April. We've had quite a few people that weren't able to make it to the premiere a couple of weeks ago asking if we're going to be doing another one. The reason why I'm not just releasing it online is because the movie is now in its festival run. And a lot of festivals frown upon movies that are just publicly accessible. So it's going to be quite some time, probably a year, before I decide to, what to do with, you know, whether it's just posting it on YouTube or doing something different. But there will be other screenings throughout the year, and we're looking at hopefully late March, early April. I know my, my weekends are slammed for the next couple of months, so... Logistically, it's going to be a little bit of a challenge, but you guys know how that goes. Scheduling is always the, the best part of coordinating an event. So uh, just stay tuned for social media posts um, at the Feature Movie on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, we'll, we'll keep everyone posted on when we'll be doing another screening. But it has been submitted to a few festivals. It's going to be a bit before I get the notifications. A lot of them are for later on in the year, around the October to November range. But as I said, we'll keep everyone posted. So fingers crossed that it has a good run, and I, I personally think it will. But let's dive into the top five. Top five childhood cartoons. My number five is Doug, the original run on Nickelodeon. Not not the Disney version That that was... To be bluntly honest, it was not good. I remember being a huge fan of Doug as a kid, and it was very different than a lot of the other cartoons that I watched, and really ones that were on at the time, because you had all these larger-than-life shows like your Gargoyles, like uh, X-Men, Batman, Spider-Man, that all had these you know huge moments, and they were larger-than-life. Doug felt very real. Like, I felt like I could relate to Doug, especially, you know, when he would be in a situation and his overactive imagination would kick in and he would imagine the worst possible outcome to whatever situation he was in at the time. And I would do the same thing as a kid. So Doug Funny was very relatable to me. It might seem boring to some people, but I actually liked the situations that Doug was in because it, again, it felt like a situation that I could see myself in. You know, Doug had his best friend Skeeter. He had his love interest, Patty, uh, his rival slash bully slash nemesis, Roger Klotz. And of course, who doesn't love pork chop the dog? Uh, so Doug is, is my number five. My number four is Spider-Man, the nineties animated series that uh, aired on Fox I was a huge Spider-Man fan growing up. You know, my, my uncle was a huge Marvel and DC fan and had a lot of the old comic books that I would read. And when I found out about the show, it became one that when I got home from school or I got dropped off at my grandparents, that would be the first thing I would do is find a TV and watch Spider-Man because it felt like the comic book had come to life. And I thought, you know, the, the characters were 
done perfectly. I wish that show had a longer run. It's one of the best animated adaptations. It's right up there with Batman, the animated series and X-Men, in my opinion. Those to me are the three best comic book adaptations of all time. So Spider-Man is my number four. My number three, and really these could be 1A, 1B, and 1C because these were easily my three favorite cartoons as a kid. My number three is Sonic the Hedgehog. There were a few different adaptations of Sonic. There was Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, which that was geared more towards young kids. It had more of a, a lighter, almost slapstick type of feel to it. You had Sonic Underground that was also very different from the games, uh, mostly because Sonic had siblings. He had a family, which was never really touched upon in the video game. I never really got into that one. One day I will sit down and at least watch a couple of episodes. But the one I'm talking about is most notably known in the Sonic community as Sat AM because it aired on Saturday mornings. I was obsessed with this show. I love the games, but I think the cartoon and, and the, the comic also, because I can never remember if the show inspired the comic or vice versa, but I remember finding an issue of the comic book and I was just drawn into it because it had other characters. It had more of a storyline than the video games did. And you felt like there were more important stakes because with, with the cartoon, because this is top five childhood cartoons, Sonic had, you know, he had help. It wasn't just Sonic and Tails versus Robotnik. You had other characters like Princess Sally. You had uh, Bunny Rabbit. You had Rotor, Antoine. You had this team that was fighting against Robotnik because it had almost this post-apocalyptic type of setting where Robotnik had taken over the planet. And you have Sonic and these other characters that are trying to bring down his empire and take the planet back. I really liked the, the storylines. It felt like a real show, almost like a live action show because there were real stakes that were involved. It wasn't just a, a goofy, you know, Hey, I'm Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm going to take down Robotnik and I'm going to be funny doing it. The show still had humor, but it had such a dark feel at times. And Robotnik was scary. Yeah, He had this deep robotic voice done wonderfully by Jim Cummings. Robotnik was legitimately scary and is still my favorite take on Robotnik. I love what Jim Carrey's done with the live action movies, but this is... When I think of Robotnik, this is the version I think of, and also the version I think of when I think of Sonic. So, uh, Sonic Sat AM is my number three. My number two is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Who didn't love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles growing up? People that didn't grow up in the 90s have no idea how big this, this medium was, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Everything from the cartoon, you had the movies, action figures, Ninja Turtles were everywhere. I remember going to Disney World as a kid and going to what was at the time MGM Studios. The Ninja Turtles were there. They showed up in a giant turtle van. April O'Neil was with them, and I can still remember it like it happened yesterday. I, I geeked out 
at the time. You know, I, I loved Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and I, I like the darker takes on it. I like the original comic book. I like the 2003 cartoon. But when I think of Ninja Turtles, I think of the cartoon and it's the most widely known. And I think it's what most people associate Ninja Turtles with. Some people don't like the lighter take, but it's like Batman. You know, there's the darker take and there's the lighter take. And people have their preference. I like both, but it doesn't take away my love for the Ninja Turtles cartoon. As good as Ninja Turtles was, and again, these were like 1A, B, and C, but my number one is Rocco's Modern Life. This was the cartoon that I looked forward to the most uh, when new episodes would air. I still watch it to this day. I've got the complete collection on DVD. And one of my favorite celebrity moments was I got to interview the voice actor for Rocco, Carlos Alzaraki, on this show several years ago when he appeared at Pensacon. And he he remembered me whenever I met him. You know, I went up to him and introduced myself. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember doing your podcast. And I ran into him a couple of times throughout the weekend. And he was just so incredibly nice. And that's something that I will never forget. And he's actually supposed to be at Pensacon this year. So look forward to uh, interacting with him again. But everything from, you know, the funny storylines and some of the stuff I can't believe they got away with. It's not to the extreme degree of Ren and Stimpy, but there were some moments that happened in the show that I'm like, how did you guys get away with it? How did you, how did you get this past the censors? Because it had some very adult themes to it. Like, you know, the, the chicken restaurant was called the choky chicken. Like how, how I didn't get it as a kid, but I watch it now and I'm like, Oh, you guys are pretty slick. You, you got away with it. But I, I just love the, the wacky environments um, like Heifer and Filbert, the big heads were probably my favorite. I relate to them now as an adult, uh, more so than I do Rocco. But, but yeah, it was. Uh, it, it's an incredible cartoon. It ended way, way too soon, and that was the thing with Nickelodeon. Is by the time we got to ninety eight, ninety nine, I really got out of Nickelodeon because, you know, Rocco was done. A lot of the shows that I grew up watching were done. And by then I was really deep into uh, my uh, wrestling fandom with WWF and WCW. So uh, cartoons kind of took a step back for a while, but I I will never forget the memories that I have. I can still remember the layout of my grandparents' room where I would watch, you know, whenever I was there. I remember my old room at the house I grew up in. It just and that's what's great about having these discussions with people with their favorite shows, movies, cartoons. Everyone loves nostalgia because it, it takes you back to a simpler time when all you had to worry about was when when do these shows start and what am I going to eat while I'm watching them? Might be a bag of chips, might be some cereal, who knows? But yeah, that those are those are my top five. My honorable mentions. I had several of these. Batman the Animated Series, I do really like this show. I was just into Spider-Man more at the time, so it narrowly missed. This would probably be my number six if if this were a top ten. 
but Batman the Animated Series, and you know, we'll get into it because several people have it listed, is arguably the best take on Batman that has ever happened. From you know, the late, great Kevin Conroy as Batman, Mark Hamill as the Joker, and many other you know, great actors have lent their voice to the show. It's really, really good, and I have much more of an appreciation for it now than, than when I did growing up. Another honorable mention is X-Men. Again, another great cartoon. I just enjoyed Spider-Man more. One of the best opening theme songs of all time. Uh, Gargoyles, which was an uncharacteristically dark show for Disney. But it's one that, I believe it was about a year and a half ago, I did a rewatch of this show. And it still holds up. It's still really good. I really like Gargoyles. Animaniacs was really happy when they brought it back. Um, loved watching it, and as well as Pinky and the Brain. Hey Arnold, which was a, a cartoon similar to Doug, where it felt more like real life than your, your outlandish, larger-than-life stuff that happened in most cartoons. Pokemon, loved the video games. Uh, I didn't really have access to watch the cartoon as it aired, but I remember getting these VHS tapes from Books A Million, that would have like three to four episodes of the show. And I, I loved it, and I can't believe it's still going on to this day. My last one, and it's it's not a good cartoon, but I still get a kick out of it. The Legend of Zelda cartoon that aired in the late 80s, early 90s. The, the take on Link is so bad that it's good. And for those of you that are Legend of Zelda fans, you're probably scoffing at me for putting it on there. But I think you have to appreciate or at least laugh at the over-the-topness of this cartoon. Whereas, you know, in, in the games, Link is portrayed as a silent hero. Here, he doesn't shut up and he's constantly trying to hit on Zelda. Most people know the line, Excuse me, princess. Uh, it's, it's so bad, it's good. But yeah, those are my honorable mentions. I'm sure there's some that I've forgotten that we'll, we'll get into uh, as we read these lists here, but let's get into your list. The listeners that submitted these uh, mostly on Facebook. And again, just keep a lookout for uh, when I do these uh, top five list, usually at the end of every month. I uh, don't know what next month's topic's going to be, but we have plenty of time to decide that. Jennifer Pugh, her list, uh, Fairly Odd Parents. I, I've heard a lot of good things about the Fairly Odd Parents. I've never really watched it. Uh, that was a little... I had gotten out of you know, cartoons at the time. Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. Another great one. I can't believe that show is still going on. It's been over 20 years. Rugrats. So I have a love-hate relationship with Rugrats. It's a very good cartoon. Don't get me wrong. But I remember every year Nickelodeon would do their uh, award show. I believe it was called the Kids' Choice Awards. And I was hoping every year that Rocco would win best show and it was always Rugrats that won every year so then I was like I hate Rugrats I really don't hate it but uh, it's it's a very good cartoon hey Arnold we mentioned and then she mentioned Sesame Street I know that's that's a live action show but what the heck we'll we'll throw it in there uh, let's see. Next up, we have Carlos Longoria, which for you alert Nerd Cave Retro listeners, he is known as I Am The Rampage. His honorable mentions are The Flintstones, 
DuckTales, another great one. I can't believe I forgot DuckTales. Some of the best writing of any cartoon that, that I've ever seen. Inspector Gadget, that was a fun uh, fun cartoon. I love the, the opening theme. Dun, 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 Inspector Gadget. Bugs Bunny slash Looney Tunes. I did like Looney Tunes as well. Uh, I remember on ABC, that would be the last cartoon that would air in the morning. Love the, uh, the Roadrunner ones specifically. Real Ghostbusters, another great one. Muppet Babies, I really liked Muppet Babies a lot. I actually prefer Muppet Babies over any of the other Muppet shows or movies. She-Ra, Princess of Power, and G.I. Joe. His number five, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Number four, Darkwing Duck. One of my favorite opening theme songs of all time. I could listen to that on loop for an hour and not and not get tired of it. Number three is Transformers. Two, TMNT 1987, which is the original cartoon. And number one, Batman the Animated Series. So I, I have a confession to make. I never really got into the Transformers series. I liked the animated movie but I never really got into the, the actual series. Uh, Cole Eugenis, he only lists three. He has X-Men, Spider-Man, and Life with Louie. <laughs> I forgot about Life with Louie. Uh, my Aunt Joe, Joe Cobb Miller. Uh, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? The Flintstones, Schoolhouse Rock. Loved Schoolhouse Rock as a kid. The Jetsons, and Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids. Another confession, I've never watched the Fat Albert cartoon. Jacob Craig, his number five, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Number four, Justice League, the animated series. Three, Spider-Man. Two, X-Men. And number one, TMNT 2003, which I mentioned before. Really underrated cartoon. It's It was a nice mix of the lighthearted and the dark. Much like Batman Forever. Jason Robbins, my co-host over at the Nerd Cave Retro Show. His number, his honorable mentions, I'll list those first. Thundercats, G.I. Joe, The Real Ghostbusters, and Captain N, The Game Master. We, we like to have a lot of fun with that show. Uh, I always like the crossover episodes. I remember uh, Link and Zelda were in one. Uh, that was really good. But it, it was a, a nice mix of known um, Nintendo characters at the time between Mega Man, uh, Simon Belmont, a mother brain was the primary villain. So it, it was it was a cool cartoon. Number five, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Four, Batman the Animated Series. Three, TMNT. Two, DuckTales. And number one, Looney Tunes. Joey Image. He-Man, G.I. Joe, Flintstones, Scooby-Doo, and Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. I was hoping he'd put that on his list. For those who don't know, Joey Image is a, a former pro wrestler. He's been a guest on this show uh, a few years ago, and he's uh, a huge he, he's a huge supporter of the Nerd Cave Retro podcast. Wally Phelps, Batman the Animated Series, Animaniacs, The Real Ghostbusters, Thundercats, and Super Friends. Uh, Thundercats, I, I've seen a couple of episodes, but it, it was one that I think it was a little before my time. And of course, you know, who doesn't like Super Friends? Jonathan McIntosh, Transformers, G.I. Joe, The Real Ghostbusters, Challenge of the Super Friends, and the original Voltron. 
which I, I have not seen Voltron. There are so many shows and cartoons that it's impossible to watch all of them. Uh, Wade Vatican, number five, Rocco's Modern Life. Four, Goof Troop. I remember Goof Troop. I, I didn't watch it regularly, but I do remember seeing a few episodes. G.I. Joe, Super Friends, and the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And his honorable mentions are Rugrats, Doug, and Garfield and Friends. Another fun opening theme. Come on in, come to the place where fun never ends. I won't torture you all with my singing. Uh, Scotty White, G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero, Muppet Babies, Animaniacs, X-Men, the animated series, and Thundercats. Julio Diaz, he says, Most of y'all mentioning stuff that I absolutely watched as a grown-ass adult. As to childhood, in no order off the top of my head, Challenge of the Super Friends, every other version of Super Friends, every Scooby-Doo series pre-Scrappy, great choice, Space Ghost. I did like Space Ghost Coast to Coast growing up. I, I may still have the DVD collection of those episodes, but I went through a phase where I watched a lot of late night television. So when I found out there was an animated one, I loved it. I loved his interaction with you know the villains from the original Space Ghost cartoon. It was it was really good. Uh, the name changed several times, but Filmation had a package series that featured Batman, Tarzan, Zorro, and the Lone Ranger. I've never heard of that one. That that sounds actually kind of cool. Tons of honorable mentions here: Dungeons and Dragons, Thunder the Barbarian, Battle of the Planets, Kid Video, Mr. T. Pac-Man, I do remember the Pac-Man cartoon, uh, the Bugs Bunny slash Roadrunner show, the Great Grape Ape, Captain Caveman, Hong Kong Fooey, Laugh Olympics, Fantastic Four with Herbie, Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, Godzilla, and Plastic Man. And he also notes that's not even getting into all the great live-action kids shows on Saturday mornings. A lot of iconic shows in that list. I've, again, there's, there's just so many that... I've seen like bits and pieces or maybe even seen a full episode or two, but there's a lot that I didn't sit down and watch on a regular basis. Jeremy Branch, Animaniacs, TMNT, The Simpsons, first appearance by The Simpsons on the list, uh, X-Men and Batman the Animated Series. From Donna Diamond, a.k.a. my mother, honorable mentions, TMNT, one particular episode of Rocco's Modern Life and Schoolhouse Rock. The episode of Rocco's Modern Life that she's talking about, and I can't remember the name of the episode. I should have pulled it up before I started recording. But Rocco finds out that there's a 99% off sale at the, at the store. So he takes his dog Spunky. All kinds of shenanigans happen. And as he scans all the items, when Filbert hits the total button... It, the clock hits noon because that's when the deal ends. So then he has to pay this astronomical amount of money. And then Rocco just flips his mind on Filbert. His head grows like obnoxiously big and everything. And it's it's really funny. It's one of my favorite episodes. But in Schoolhouse Rock, I mentioned, you know, it's, it's another great one. Um, number five, The Jetsons. Number four, I can't believe there was never a live-action Jetsons movie. We got the Flintstones one, and I believe there was a sequel as well. But we never got a Jetsons live-action movie, and I'd be curious as to know why. Her number four is the Flintstones. Three, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? 
two, Wally e. Coyote and the Roadrunner. And number one, The Pink Panther Show. Another great theme song. That's a whole nother list, and I, I think we may have to do that later on in the year. Top five uh, cartoon theme songs. Or we could do top five show themes. Now, that live action would probably be its own category as well. Uh, Leah Diamond, My Aunt Leah. Uh, Inspector Gadget. Hong Kong Fooey. Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry's first appearance on the list. Looney Tunes and Super Friends. And last but not least, my queen, Samantha Owens Diamond. She's got quite a few honorable mentions. Recess, that's another one I forgot. I loved Recess growing up. Uh, Rugrats, Pinky and the Brain, X-Men, Wild Thornberries, The Magic School Bus, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, Tailspin, Rocket Power, Phineas and Ferb, and Jimmy Neutron. Yeah, those shows like Tailspin, Chip and Dale, like those, uh, God, there, there's so many, <laughs> there's so many cartoons. Number five, Gargoyles. Number four, Hey Arnold. Number three, Dexter's Laboratory. I could see that being a live action movie at some point. Uh, number two, SpongeBob. And number one is Scooby-Dooby-Doo, Where Are You? We got some work to do now. Yeah, I think we're going to have to do uh, top five cartoon theme songs at some point. Maybe not for February because we don't want to double down on, on cartoons. But uh, but yeah, that's uh, that'd be a good one. That'd be a good top five list. We got plenty of time to figure that out. But those are your top five lists for this month. Top five childhood cartoons. Thank you to everyone who took the time to submit your list. Hopefully you enjoyed a little nostalgia trip. I know I'm always one for a good nostalgia trip, so uh, we'll we'll definitely do another fun list towards the end of next month. Which, speaking of next month, next month is Pensacon, which is, as I pull up my calendar here, February 24th through the 26th at the Pensacola Bay Center, and really all over downtown Pensacola. Um, I will be moderating panels once again. I don't know which ones I'll be doing yet, but I will be posting those. If you're curious to uh, hear me have a short conversation with celebrities before turning it over to the audience for questions, we'll also be doing a Nerd Cave Retro panel as well as the return, what I like to think the long-awaited return of Defending Bad Movies, which we will be recording for this podcast both panels will be on Saturday, February 25th. I'll uh, I'll post next week regarding as far as the exact time. I just don't have those um, in, in my notes or in front of me. But uh, we'll, we'll make the official announcement uh, next week. So just stay tuned to Nerd Cave Retro and this show. Um, and if you can't make it out at Pensacon, we will be recording both panels. So we'll probably be airing Defending Bad Movies if I had to guess uh, early March. So we'll, we'll see, but stay tuned for all of that. But uh, that's going to wrap up this week's episode of the podcast for next week. Little programming note for next week. So I'll be interviewing uh, Don Hamill and Stephen Marlowe to promote their film Savage, which was filmed here in Pensacola and will be actually be premiering at the Sanger Theater on February 13th. So they'll be coming on the show to talk about the making of the film, we're not going to be able to record the interview until Monday afternoon 
So I'll be posting it as soon as we're done. Um, so just stay, stay tuned for that. It'll be later in the evening when the show comes out, probably around, I'd uh, say seven or 8 PM central time. So just, uh, yeah, just stay tuned for that. Head over to linktree.com slash D diamond podcast. It's where you can find where to subscribe, where to follow me on social media. Just head over to linktree.com slash D diamond podcast. If you want to keep up with the feature, my latest short film, head over to at the feature movie on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to check out my other show, Nerd Cave Retro, we do the show live Monday nights at 6 p.m. at twitch.tv slash jfunktastic. Also follow the show on Twitter at Nerd Cave Retro. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you again to everyone for submitting your top five list. Enjoy the rest of your week. Have a safe and fun weekend. I'm your host, Derek Diamond, and we'll see you guys back here next Monday. <laughs>